1: Hello everyone, Peter Mingles here You are listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com For anybody that might be unfamiliar with my voice My name is Peter Mingles It's a Friday night, it's 11pm Eastern time And we are here every Friday night at 11pm Eastern Either with a live or a replayed show With a good friend of ours His name is Jean-Luc And we are live more than we are not live But last week I had a concert That I treated my most of my family to Um, It was like a stocking stuffer Christmas present, meaning I was putting tickets in the stockings for a stocking stuffer Christmas thing, and the event was last Friday, so I put them to something, and I'll talk to Jean-Luc about that as we're talking, because he'll have to peer down at his phone. I sent him a couple of pictures, but we are here every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. on the Pacific side with, like I had mentioned, our great friend Jean-Luc. He originally comes from France. That 's where he gets his accent from, um, and he 's been successful as an entrepreneur and although that 's important, French accent's cool entrepreneur accent uh, entrepreneur history is is a good thing as well, but we started doing some radio shows a while back when he was a customer of ours, and then kind of became friends, if you will, where we started to talk about a lot of different things philosophy, the economy, politics, nutrition, spiritual stuff, a whole bunch of things, and then uh Two or three Novembers ago, he wasn't feeling well, (laughs) went into the doctors and they said that uh, his heart was not working well. And Jean-Luc, he was in his late 60s at the time, but very healthy and super duper, like doing amazing things. You know, walking on the beaches and running around in his sailboat and his motorhome and all that other sort of stuff. And then he said to me, Peter, I'm not going to be able to do the radio shows anymore because I am waiting for a heart transplant and I'm like, heart transplant? That's serious. Like, wow. So I wasn't sure if I was ever going to talk to my friend Jean-Luc again, but we did. So through uh, all the miracles that happened in life, as well as the uh, lifestyle that he had designed previously, had his heart transplanted that next January and was on the radio show in record-breaking time in February. So I don't know. Like I just say, any time I get a chance to talk to my good friend Jean Luc, that's a good time. But we'll talk about some fun stuff today on the radio show. But the first thing I want to do is say, Jean Luc, thanks for being here on your very own radio show.
2: Thank you, Peter. I appreciate this radio show tonight. I think is, let me say, 380 Well, radio show we we tonight we are doing together uh this is many years huh many many that's true. years. yeah that's right and first i need to ask you if you have a a good time with the concert you have been last friday because uh, he was a replay of this radio show we have done yes do you have a good time
1: it was great so uh, there's a little bit of a story behind this so my son my middle i have two boys and my middle son is vincent vincent went to Stetson University. Stetson, for those people who are familiar with, is a very famous cowboy hat. And Stetson University is a very old school over in Florida, and it's very well known for music, and I think a little bit for law as well, but very well known for music. And my son went there, super-duper expensive way back then. I just looked on Friday after I came home from that very expensive uh, school. The starting tuition at Stetson University for just the tuition is fifty three thousand dollars per year, and that's just the tuition. If you want to live on campus, you know, figure another twenty thousand, and then if you want to eat on campus, figure out whatever your food's going to be and whatever your traveling's going to be. So it could be you know without grants or scholarships or student aid or whatever, but Stetson University is. Pretty expensive, probably about seventy to $80,000 per year. So it's a four-year school. He went there all four years. And because he was in the band and the orchestra and a little bit of the chorus, um, we would go to the uh, concerts. They are magical. And you can find Stetson University concerts on YouTube. But they are magical and there's a there's a reason for my little story here Jean-Luc relative to the pictures that I sent so if you want to take a look at the pictures you'll be able to see that so i didn't realize that until i came back that he graduated in 2013 so it has been 10 years at least it's right 2024 now
2: <laughs> yeah. it's been 10 years <laughs> <plus> been
1: <laughs> since I was there so it was so i got to tell you a little story they have this chapel, um, called uh, Lee Chapel, and it is the most amazing old building. It's three stories big. It's probably, I know it's well over 100 years old, and it just creaks, meaning like when you're stepping on the wooden steps, they're magical steps, you're stepping on the wooden steps, they're creaking every one of them. You can just see you're in a really old building, and there's two floors that you would go sit, at, you know, you have the regular, like, the ground floor, and then you have the balcony. So it's a three-story building. Everybody is like a sheeple. Everybody only goes to the first and second floor. There's no reason to go to the third floor because there's no seating on the third floor. But you know me, you know, i got to explore. So I would always go up to the third floor and kind of look around, and there were classrooms there and bulletin boards and desks and there was this. It just. It was an. It's an amazing school, and by my good luck, there was a janitor, like a janitor's closet slash bathroom, on that third floor, and nobody knew it was there. So if I ever had to go to the bathroom, I would go right up to the third floor, wouldn't have to worry about waiting on a line, be in and out, come down. And by the way, the third floor is haunted. I know I've seen a ghost on the third floor. Trust me. (laughs) I have seen a ghost on the third floor. I know there is. It's haunted. How how do you look
2: like, Peter? How do you look like? I
1: don't know. It was, it was a spirit. I'm telling you. There's a ghost on the third floor. So it's a great place.
2: (laughs) What is Right. Okay. It was,
1: I don't know his name, but there's definitely a ghost on the third floor. I've seen it. So anyway, so this time I went with my son and my daughter and my granddaughter. And when I got there, I said, hey, Peter, let's go up to the third floor Um, real quick. Just, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. So he said, I'll go with you. So I went up to the third floor. I wasn't really paying attention. Go into that little janitor's closet. There happens to be a sign on the janitor's closet. And Jean-Luc, I don't know if you look down at your pictures that I sent over. You'll see the sign that was on the bathroom. You might not be able to do both while we're here. I'll read it off to you. But okay, so when I was up on the third floor, remember, I didn't realize it was 10 years. You
2: you sent the picture on what?
1: On your phone, like a text.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I could text.
1: It might not get there. Yeah, so I sent it as a text. So when I went up there, I'm telling you, if I would have, if I would have left a penny on the floor. And I came back, yeah. 13, you know, eleven years later. I think it would still would have been there. I mean, nothing changed. Lights the same, hallways the I, same, bullboards mm-hmm. the same. But what <laughs> my son noticed—I didn't. My eyes don't work very well, and I wasn't probably looking for it. But my my son noticed it, um, and then I saw, saw it. And I said, I, "I think I should take a picture of this." So yeah. I don't even think there was a sign on that door. When I was there I don't remember one It might have just said restroom But Jean-Luc You can see the sign On the restroom yes. And yes. Um, I don't know If you want me to read it Or you want to read it But all, I, I think also, I'll read it
2: All gender restroom Do you think the ghost Can go on this restroom? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it says All gender restroom And there's more stuff below it Can you see what it says below that? Anyone
2: may use the restroom Regardless of gender identity or expression.
1: There we go. Anyone. So I'll just I'll just read it again. So in big letters it says all gender restroom, and then below that, in still big letters, it says anyone may use this restroom, comma, regardless of gender identity or expression. Period. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, like. <laughs> oh my god how things have changed in this th- 11 years so it's just crazy how things had changed huh? so anyway but that was the only thing that changed john luke that i saw but i was just like wow look at that yeah be- at before that, he that. was
2: woman and man but now it's all gender
0: and
2: yeah maybe some, some people ask okay you don't have man you don't have woman where does I go to pee? <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, the, they didn't it, know they it, are they are treated as all gender now.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the idea of all gender, like how how many is all? Like, isn't there just two? And then, but the but the the subheading, if you will, anyone may use this restroom regardless of gender identity or expression. What the hell does that mean? Like, you must have to be a college student
2: to be able to understand
1: what that means.
2: Yes, yeah. So. You need to, you need to uh, maybe to have a PhD to understand that. I guess. I guess you got to go to expensive school then. You know the otherwise, you cannot go to pee on this uh, restroom. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank goodness I, I went first and saw that sign second.
2: <laughs> so otherwise, I might have been,
1: might have been go confused. To pee against the, go to pee against the
2: tree. Now, it's here's the funny thing. The trip, by the way.
1: So here's the funny thing, and I should have taken a picture of the inside, but I didn't. But inside, when you open up this single door, there's a, it's like a janitor's closet. It's got a place where he would dump his mop water. First thing you walk into is like a place you dump your mop water, which means there's like a a thing with a drain in the floor. Then you have a sink. It's a small sink. Then you have a single stall with a single toilet. And you'd say, "How ironic is this? Like, it's not like there would only be like a gender. Like, there's only one. Like, who, whoever's in there is whoever's in there. It's not like he, you're sharing.
2: You have only one's on okay. there. Well,
1: not there's only
2: one spot, not ah, only one gender. Peter, there's Peter, only I one. I know spot. What, I know what is a gender. Okay, I know it. I know right. it. You know." Okay. The, the, the ghost, you have only one gender because oh, yeah, I guess. A, spiritual, a spiritual being uh, don't have a gender. You know, a spiritual no. being is just a spiritual sign, uh, is who who we are uh, exactly. But um, we don't have gender as a spiritual being. He's maybe he's a toilet for that. I guess.
1: I guess. So anyway, <laughs> so that was my, unfortunately... So I sent you I sent you a picture of the the wonderful yeah. Princeton University. I'm telling you, this yeah. if it, this university and the students from this university did an amazing job. And one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it was because I wanted to. See, first, first of all, my daughter is now 28, and it's been a while. And her band teacher, her high school band teacher happened to be the gentleman who was doing the orchestration of this event. So I said, oh, this is cool. A guy named Mr. Seth, he's amazing. And I said, she gets a chance to see Mr. Seth. And it would spark all of the memories that she might have had when she was in the band with Mr. Seth and all of those sort of good stuff. So it was really good for triggering memories positively in her brain. Then I wanted my granddaughter to see it because my granddaughter has never really been at a college. She's only thirteen. She just turned 13. So I wanted her to be able to see that. And then the other thing was, I wanted her to be able to see... Like, if you've ever been to a concert with an orchestra, when they first start walking in, they start practicing. So there's chaos as far as the music is concerned. Very loud. Yeah, very
2: uh, also it, I think. No?
1: yeah it's crazy. Like, it's we so... Yeah. And then when they start playing their first thing, it makes an impact on you like no other. Like if you've never experienced that in your life before, it'll make an impact that will never go away. And I just wanted to, for her to be able to experience that. So it was a really great thing. It was a really great thing. So anyway, so, But if you're on YouTube, you can go to Stetson University, soft plug for them, go look for their symphonic band, and you can hear how great these kids were. So it's just wonderful, you know, wonderful. But, and, it, and it was really nice to see young kids at the beginning of their lives, because, you know, Jean-Luc, me and you, you know, we've already lived that stuff. Maybe, maybe not at a university like that before, maybe not in music, but, you know, hey, we've, we've been past our 20s. You know, we're into our 60s and 70s. So the reality yeah. is, is that now it's their turn. So it's kind of nice to watch their turn, and uh, hopefully they'll enjoy it. But it was a really great school. It's a really wonderful school, but just so pricey. Oh, my God. Imagine that, Shaluk. $70,000, 80000 a year.
0: That's I I think,
1: I,
2: think, I think for this price, you can start a business and then be set up for life. If you, start you think those, it's real. The business, Right? And then
1: most of them, they're not done after their four years. Then they go to graduate school. Mm-hmm. So they get their Ph.D. Yes. or they get their doctorate. So they're not uh, done. How much, I mean, about,
2: how much for a Ph.D.?
1: In their graduate school, it was less expensive. It wasn't. I think it was like twenty thousand a year, but remember, and usually in graduate school, you're not taking as many courses. It's like twenty thousand a year for graduate school, and who knows? Now, my son. The rest of the story was my son graduated from Stetson, and then he was he was good at percussion, and wound up applying for a grant, and he got a full scholarship to the university of wisconsin at madison so if you're if you if you watch the news you'll see the university of wisconsin really big school and they have many campuses and he was at madison so he had the opportunity of getting a full ride at that school and not only did he get his tuition paid for but he got his uh room and board kind of paid for like a two like two grand a month so he was able to pay for some other supplies as well so it didn't cost too much money to get his graduate degree but it was really great and it was there was only like two people every year that get that full-blown scholarship so he was he earned it nothing i did for that he earned every penny of it but it was really great and now he teaches in colorado and he had the opportunity to teach the kids at the wyoming symphonic band, and he's in Colorado, but can drive across the state to Colorado, so he's, he's living a great life as a music teacher, music instructor, and then he's married to a gal that he met, of course, at that university when he was in chorus as well. He did chorus and percussion, and he married the girl who was in chorus. Her name is Susan. So anyway, so that's a little bit of the update of what happened, but I'll tell you, Jean-Luc, when I came home and I asked my daughter when did Vincent graduate from Stetson? And she said 2013. I did not believe her. I'm like, that can't be. That's 11 years. Yeah, that really can't be. That. Mm-hmm. that that just can't be. And it was. Crazy. I don't know where life
2: goes, Jean-Luc. But uh, we're yeah, on a radio show. It's very, 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 very fast. And, uh, and uh, you start, look, we are already in March. I know. Well, yeah, two months of the year already crazy yeah we, crazy. we took on the gun and we start the third one and uh and life go faster than before why is that and, i don't know exactly because i, know, I but it's think okay. we start uh, we continue to have the same time and all of this but how life goes that fast i don't know i don't
1: know i don't, I don't know and I, I, I know like I don't think I'm sixty or sixty-one, and I know you don't think you're seventy or whatever you are now. So yeah. our our mindset is so much younger. <laughs>
2: I, I, I already past seventy now. <laughs> it's crazy. He, he was crazy. trying to get three years ago. <laughs> wow, well, that's insane! Really?
1: How, how the hell could we be Look this old? Look how many
2: radio shows we have done together. How many years is that? Three hundred eighty radio show, one a week. You divide by. Uh, 52, Fifty-two and uh, what? Six, uh, seven years. <clears throat> like seven that. Years. Yep. It's been a while. Seven years. We talk together every every Friday, almost every Friday night we, uh, during seven the last seven years. Yep. Eh? It's amazing. It's, it's, I don't uh, I don't
1: know like, I don't know where it went, Jean-Luc. It's, it seems like Fridays come up like the next day. Like tomorrow, we'll be on another radio show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time flies uh, at the speed. Uh, yep. Some, some say the speed of the science, but uh, I don't know if time is considered a science. But yeah. time, fly, yeah, mm-hmm. go way, well, too fast, way too fast. Yep.
1: Well, I didn't want to hijack this radio show, but it was a really to, you, to answer to, your you, question. You
2: have, you have, you have done it. <laughs> it. It was great. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It was a great show. I asked you a question, and and you exact the whole radio show. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I hug your whole radio
2: show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, I, I, I'm glad you are happy with what you are doing, and uh, and you have a good time and with you and your kids and all of this. It's, it's love. We... Um, what Why? What I want to talk tonight, or we, we'll talk uh, next Friday. <laughs> Not a big deal. Oh, okay, well, okay. So um, I don't know if there's have anything you else you want to discuss. I do know we have too much uh, PhD in this country. Too much what? Too much PhD.
1: Oh, too many PhDs? You mean too many academics?
2: Yes, too, yes, yeah. too many. Because, uh, <laughs> because... Uh, Most of these people. I don't say all because all didn't exist, but most of these people didn't know how to do. And back to back to what we talk uh, many times is the way you learn something. Many people learn for learning, but not for applying or doing something. They learn, they learn, they learn. They are good at at uh, uh, memorize everything uh, sharp. And to reduce it and pass the the exam, but after when you take these people in and say, "Hey, you have this uh, the PhD of this uh, exam now," I want you to do that, and they are unable to do because they didn't balance uh, the theory and the practice together. True. I remember when I when i when I was at. A, school for adults uh, in France to be an uh, electrician. At this time I was, what, 17 years old and first I was teaching by professionals. Some people who who have done um, in this case electricity for 20, 25, 30 years as a career and at one point they say, okay, let's me now teach other uh, young people to do that and the teacher we are we have at this time we had was a a professional a guy who have uh, not only learned but he have applied all his life and he, he know what exactly what he was talking about but what we are doing at this time we were on the morning we are going to the classroom and we were uh, learning the theory or do some drawing or learning how to read the uh, uh, map for electricity and all of this, and after, after lunch, in the afternoon, we were on a practical side and we were applying what we learned on the learning. We have a very good balance between the theory and the pratic, practical. And we have a certificate like this. We are doing this every day. We have done this for six months. And after six months, you were a graduate with your certificate. And after you are going to work on a real life. And this is what I was doing when I was 17. And just after these six months of uh, um, learning and practicing, I was able to find a, to find a job and to uh, to go to work and to do what people was expecting me to do as a professional in this field. Well, but you have a good balance well, in what we don't have now. No, that's so true. So
1: I know I know we're almost done with the radio show, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I know what I'm going to say next, but I I don't know how to kind of say it, so I'm just going to start talking. One of the things that I learned when I was a branch manager for Electrolux, the vacuum cleaner company, is I would be working with different people, and we used to do these what we call in-home interviews when we we're apply, when we were talking to people. So you can interview somebody in a hotel room, you know, like a like a mass uh, uh, interview, or you can interview them one-on-one. But we always used to do like an in-home interview, meaning go to the guy's house or go to the gal's house, and when you did the in-home interview, you got a chance to see what he lives with or she lives with. So whether they were parents or kids or an apartment or a home or whatever it might be, I always knew that if I was going to be able to manage the individual better, like hire, train, motivate, and develop the individual better, I needed to know what his environment was like, not for judgment purposes. But like a a guy that might go home to a supportive spouse or a guy that might go home to an unsupportive spouse, a guy that might go home to um, kids or not, pets or not, a mess or not, a sick relative or not. Like if you knew more about the individual, then you knew how to manage that individual and how to develop that individual and how to understand that individual better. And that's what academics miss. So your academic just reads a book or he thinks that reading another book or maybe going to a lecture is what this topic or life or whatever was all about. And you could be missing it by a mile. So I always learned how to walk in their shoes might be one of those examples. You know, so I could work and manage it better.
2: (laughs) What's that? I will say more than a mile, many, many, right. many miles. Before right. that, we have this, uh, so many people who are unable to do something. And what is worse is now they reduce uh, the to pass an exam. They reduce the standard of this exam. I think before it was around <clears throat> uh, 70 or 80% success to be able to pass the exam. Which is already not good, because um, if you have a surgeon you know only 80 percent of his business, meaning you have 20 percent he didn't know, and he, he, you have the guinea pig at this 20 percent. But now they reduce all of these to around 50 percent. Many of the guy know half of the job, and the other half he didn't go. When I put my kids in school here, in uh, in the U.S., at least the, the uh, my two other kids, the younger one, <clears throat> because the first one was not in school here, but uh, the two other one yeah. and the, to pass to another uh, class. to pass an exam, the acceptable percentage was 100%. If you have 95%, you have 5% you didn't know, and at at this school, they say, okay, you need to restudy this 5%. And you repass your exam until you completely finish with 100%. No. And I think is a way is a way people need to learn something. Peter, can you put your hand? And I have done it, and I uh, I think the guy was the old guy, maybe study better. But can you put your your hand in a surgeon? He do uh, on your heart transplant, and you know only fifty percent of his job. No, I don't think I, I, don't think I would do. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. No. Is exactly is exactly my point. Now is the, the guy he uh, he passed his exam with 100 percent and he knows his job and he he are practicing for for a while and it was good. Right. Yeah. And, and can... when my kid goes to school, he's not is not too far away. Is when what ten years, ten maybe fifteen years when you are in this country. i here now for 26 years. But uh, when we arrived in this country, it was at school, and the acceptable percentage to pass another class or to pass an exam was, and still are 100%. Wow. Wow. Yeah, some school like this. It's pretty rare, but it's not school like this.
1: Wow. Well, guess what, Jean-Luc? I hugged your conversation. We're going to save your topic for next week. And I'm going to say... Those people listening in, thanks for listening in. You're here listening to a little bit of our conversations, and hopefully you enjoy, maybe spark some <laughs> thoughts in your mind on whatever it might be. And Jean-Luc, uh, merci, merci beaucoup. And Peter, then, uh, I can give,
2: I can give uh, two or three advice about uh, sure, uh, study, absolutely. studying before we end up. The, yes. the, because you have three barriers to study. Okay, the first barrier is the, the most important one is the misunderstood word. The second one is uh, uh, stepping a gradient. And the last one is the lack of mass. Um, <clears throat> misunderstood word is pretty simple. If you didn't know the meaning of the word, you cannot understand the sentence. You cannot understand the paragraph of the page or the... the the field you are studying. And you can have different way to have misunderstood word because uh, you maybe know one definition of the word, but the guy who wrote this sentence used another definition you didn't know. And this is the first thing and is what makes people stupid and unable to apply. Now, the second one is to skip a gradient, meaning you try to study something it's he, he, like a, I like to take this uh, analogy. You you look at the staircase in front of you and you try to uh, reach. You have a, I don't know twelve twelve steps and you try to go to zero to uh, the eight one, okay? and you have a chance to fall down, like the president and when he go to the plane. But is balance uh, is Okay, and um, uh, skipping a gradient is that you you try to reach a higher gradient without to have studied the other one before. And the lack of math is pretty simple. You you someone talk with you, or you study something you didn't know what is this, and you have no picture in your mind. You never see. <clears throat> if I talk to you about, uh, I remember something. Years ago, I was reading a book, science fiction book, ten ten volume of science fiction book, and the 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 author was talking about a drone. But he was I read this. He was uh, oh yeah twenty years ago. Before anyone know what is a drone, and I was saying I was saying what is that? What is a drone? Because uh, even if I look on a dictionary, I, he explained to me what he was. But I say, I never see that. I never see this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, flying uh, object because he have no pilot inside. And now everyone knows what is a drone. But this author was talking that when he wrote the book, it was in nineteen nineteen eighty. And he was talking about drone, and he was talking about a, a device you can keep on your hand and you can communicate with people, uh, send text or pictures or even make a video and see the other person. He was talking about the, what we call now a cell phone or a smartphone, and he was talking about this in uh, 90, 1980, and it was a science fiction book. Uh, and very very interesting and back to what i say the the lack of mass is when you or you read something or someone talk to you about something but you have no idea how uh what is the form what is the weight how he he look like or something it's like someone talk to you about a tractor and you never see a tractor right? mm-hmm. Pictures yeah. are good stuff because you can have a pictures. And when this guy was talking about drone, I remember I said, "What that?" Okay, uh, if you want to study good, don't pass a misunderstood word. Uh, don't skip a gradient and uh, find a picture of what you are talking. Or, or the real stuff is the best. <clears throat> if you don't find it your pictures is always, always good to have some uh, mass. The mass is a weight, is a form, or is this uh, what you are talking about?
1: Perfect. Excellent. Okay, good. Well, thanks for the tips. All right, everyone. We will see everybody next time on Building Fortunes Radio, and we're going to have uh, Jean-Luc have the whole, I'm going to make sure you have the whole radio show all to yourself next week. The <laughs> so bonsoir, Jean-Luc. Thank you, Peter. We'll see you next bonsoir. time. Thanks, Thanks everyone.
0: You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments.